Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the Broker to Broker podcast. Uh, excited to uh, kick off 2021 with season two. Uh, my name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM, stands for the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. Uh, had a brief interview with this individual before. Uh, really excited uh, to, to interview Amanda Stevenson, who's a producing loan officer for the Stevenson Lending Group at Answer Home Loans. Amanda, thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. You know, this is going to be an easy one because my wife's name is Amanda, so I can't screw oh. can't screw your name up on this one. So this is going to be easy here. So no, thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, we're going to have a good time doing this. Really excited uh, about the discussion we're about to have. So before we really start hopping into things here, uh, one of my most favorite things about this industry, uh, about our community is learning about how you got into the business. Because I know personally, uh, I, when I was in middle school, high school, or college, I didn't want to be a mortgage broker. Um, didn't even know yeah. what it was. Um, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure everyone I spoke to feels the same way. So give us a, give us a little mm -hmm. background on yourself and how you got into this channel. Okay. So growing up, my dad was actually a broker. Um, so it's kind of in my blood, it's in my family. Um, he owned a better homes and realty and had a mortgage company as well. Um, and from the time I was like 10 or 11 years old, I would be, I would go into the office and, you know, help him answer phones. And he really integrated the family into the business and we knew all of his investors and, you know, his clients. And so it was super fun. Um, I didn't really know what a broker was when I was little. Um, I knew what loan to value meant. I knew what all those fun uh, broker terms were, but I did not know what it really meant. So as I got, all, got older, it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue myself. I went into college. He talked me into getting my real estate license, which is what you needed to produce loans at that time in California um, when I was 20 years old in college. So that's what I did. I was the youngest uh, person in my real estate class. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun little fact right there. Yeah. So I was 20 years old. It was a bunch of retired cops and stay-at-home moms and, you know, young, some young people in their 20s that wanted to get into the industry. And uh, I got my license and I started working in the industry and the rest is history. It just, it took off from there. Still loving it, I assume, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Even a, even a, a greater love for it now that I'm so far into my career. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I, I learned about it, you know, I started, uh, I'm still a broker, still a producing loan officer. The thing I learned, you know, in 2001, when I started, you know, you're just getting your feet, I was getting my feet wet, trying to figure things out, you know, trying to make as much money as I could. Um, but what I learned real fast is how big of an impact we have on people's lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I don't express that, but it, we have a huge impact on people's lives. So um, I know you do a great job where you're at. So tell me, tell me your business. Tell me what type of loans, what, what type of loans do you focus on? What type of clients do you focus on? So we do every type of loan, of course. We offer every type of loan, but really what we focus on um, and the type of client that we target, I guess, um, is uh, we, we try to specialize in VA home loans. So my team has been trained extensively on the VA home loan. 
Um, we keep up on the guy 25% of the business that we do, a lot of purchases, a lot of refis, sometimes even more depending on the given month. Um, we do a lot of public service employee loans, a lot of police, fire, um, nurses, doctors, teachers, things like that. So that's really where we uh, strive to um, excel is in that community. And we enjoy doing it. And, you know, we feel like it's an opportunity for us to give something back and make sure that they have the best service possible. Um, so that's really what we as a group are focusing on right now. Now, how did you, how did you get into that community? I mean, that's a, uh, that's a tough community to crack within reason, you know, like how yeah. did you focus on it? Did you get, just get, did you do one to get a referral? Then it was a trickle down effect. How did you get there? Yeah. So um, I'm in a law enforcement public service family. Um, so brothers are both um, fire and police. My husband's a detective. Oh, wow. um, and, and then just naturally you're surrounded by that community because those are your friends and family, essentially. Um, so it just kind of spiraled. You get one client, you do a really good job. And then you get another client, you, you do a really good job and they pass you on. And that community as a whole tends to be very um, committed to the people that they work with. And um, so we, we gain a lot of referrals from um, CHP and the different um, bases in our military bases in our community and police and, and whatnot. So nice. So, so obviously because of, of, of your background and, and who you're married to family and all that stuff, that's why, you know, you're so embedded in that community and that is a tight, tight knit community. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah my absolutely. Brother, my brother, my brother's <laughs> a police officer in the military, all that good stuff. And, and yeah. uh, you know, tons of my referrals come from him, you know what I mean? Because they, it's a tight knit community that just trust each other. A hundred percent. And, you know, we speak the same language. So it's just a natural relationship from the start. Um, and then it's really fun because you end up becoming friends with your clients and getting referrals that they're friends with. And then it's just a big circular event, you know, cause your clients know one another and it's really fun to have conversations with clients and um, start putting the pieces together about the people that you know and have worked with and, it really solidifies the relationship right up front because if you've worked with their friends or family or coworkers or someone they know and trust, they're going to trust you or they're going to ask that person about you immediately. And then, you know, it's a done deal from there. So yeah. it makes See, our that, jobs a little bit easier. Yeah. And that's what I love about our community is that, uh, you know, we're, we're embedded in so many different communities and so many different areas that, you know, we, we have consumers, which is our number one concern that we try to take care of right up front. I mean, and the fact that you're in it, you know, they're in it for, they're going to you because you're Amanda, not because you're with Answer Home Loans or um, I'm sorry, the Stevenson Lending Group. I apologize. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and that, that's the beautiful thing about it is you, we humanize these things. Right. And right, we make exactly. it, and we help people make the biggest financial decision of their life, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for us too because um, my daughter's my assistant, so a lot of you know the people that we work with, she's known from the time she was little, or maybe we're working with their kids and she grew up with their kids. Um, we're starting to to do loans for her friends, which is really really aging me, freaking me out. Um, <laughs> it's but weird, it's isn't it? <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, wait. You're held. Okay, let's do this. Um, but you know, it it really, really is important to me to help the people around me to make sure that they're being served in the way that they deserve. So you hear a lot of horror stories about, oh, my loan was a nightmare, or you know, it could have gone different. 
differently or I just didn't feel comfortable. I didn't have enough communication. And so as a team, we've really worked so hard to perfect those processes and we make sure that every single client feels special or that they feel like they got the attention they deserve. Their answers were, or their questions were answered. Um, whatever it is that that particular client needs and it's different for every single client. And so you really have to figure that out um, and cater your process to that client. Um, that's what we deliver. And if, if someone comes to me and they're already with someone they really like and they really trust mm -hmm. and they're happy, then I encourage them to stay where they're at because I believe in, you know, not just, not just taking a deal from another broker, but making sure that everybody can excel to, to the best of their ability. So right. that's what's important to me. Yeah, no, and I, I can't tell you how many people I have personally told, you know, hey, you're with XYZ broker down on the street from me with them. If you want me to review anything for you, just, uh, you know, if you're not answering your questions, more than happy to do it. You know, because once you, once you just take care of people, the money comes after and all, you know, all that good stuff comes after. Yeah. Yeah. The abundance mindset um, is huge. It's a great way of putting it. Um, so I know you said you do VA, do VA loans quite a bit. You know, that's, that's an area I think a lot of people would love to be. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to call it intimidating. It's just a lot of knowledge out there, yeah. a lot of knowledgeable people. So what, what's your advice on people who want to jump into VA or even consumers, you know, where should they go for VA financing, help training? Where should they go? What should they do? Yeah. Well, they should come to me for VA financing <laughs> right, in right, California. Um, but you know, there's a lot of resources online. Um, I joined an organization called VA Rep. It's a Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. We have a chapter in every single state, um, in, in almost every single county in that state. So getting involved with that um, organization can help on the education side. Um, they offer a lot of classes, a lot of training. Um, you can go to DC or Florida. They have different conferences and get your cert uh, certification and training um, in different areas. Um, and then just really good old fashioned guidelines. I mean, yeah. I go to trainings that are sometimes outdated. I mean, things change all the time. So really, you know, hitting those guidelines again and refreshing your memory on certain things and um, immersing yourself in the community of brokers that are heavily involved in the VA community and doing VA loans because you can learn a lot from your peers. Um, so that, that's really where we have gone for the training. Um, there's a bunch of online trainings and I know that, um, some of our wholesale, um, lenders offer trainings as well. So you can look those up. You just have to remember that sometimes the trainings are only for that lender's guidelines, right? right? right. So going back to the, the full set of, of guides straight from the VA and reading those again, even though it's like a thousand page guideline, just kind of skimming them. Um, I did it one time I was about to do a training and I wanted to refresh my memory and I was at my son's baseball game. So I just brought, you know, all th a thousand pages and just sat there and flipped through it and highlighted certain things that I felt were important um, to touch on at my next training. So it's that simple, really. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's kind of like a lost start almost. Um, these guidelines change all the time. Yeah. Um, we have to remember, this is our job. This is why we're the experts. And I'm not telling everyone to, to sit here and read them every night, but at the same time, it's good to pick them up a couple times a year, month, whatever, flip through some, some specific topics and become better. That's what we're right. here for. We're, we're trying to right. become better and we're trying to make other people better. Yeah. 
And then you can also call the VA directly if you can't figure out uh, the answer to one of your questions. So there is a VA loan center. Um, there's an 800 number. You can look it up online or we can post it after this um, podcast for everybody to see. And that's a very useful resource. You'll get someone right away, uh, believe it or not, and they will walk you right through black and white how to figure out eligibility, how to figure out eligibility if a veteran has more than one loan. Um, just anything that you need, they are absolute experts. And the other thing I want to mention is don't be afraid to challenge your underwriter on the guidelines. I do it all of the time. Now, challenge in a very polite and respectful way. Sure, course. absolutely. Yeah, because they're, but, they're, they're our teammates. <laughs> right. But pick up the phone or send an email and just say, hey, this is what I found in the guidelines. Clip a section of your guidelines. Or this is what I have found when I've called the VA Resource Center. Um, and reiterate a conversation. And sometimes they will go, oh, you know what? You're right. We can absolutely do that. Or we can change that. Or we can get rid of this or that. And it will make a big difference in your career. Because once you have a client that maybe had a loan declined and you're like, no, we can do that. And then you challenge an underwriter on it and you win, that client is with you for life. Yeah. And it's fun, you know? Yeah. I had a really, really unique VA file, which I don't do a ton of them. I need to do more. I need to be more educated. I know that. Um, So don't yell at me about that. But at the, at the same time, you know, my client, you know, the veteran actually called the VA office and actually got some sort of waiver. I can't remember what it was. This is a few years ago about the, the, the roof itself, you know, where the appraiser was, was going on and on about, nope, this is not a, a stable roof to my satisfactory, but he got a waiver or some sort of, I don't know what it was. Yeah, but you can challenge I agree that. with you. We need to challenge it. You need mm-hmm. to challenge them because, you know, the, the veterans are obviously a big part of just America. Yeah. And we know that, you know what I mean? We got, and they're willing to bend, bend with them a little bit as long as you challenge them and, and, and move forward. Yeah. The appraisal system within the VA is still a little behind the times. I like to call them archaic and they are. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to be on, done on that system, and they know that. Um, like with anything else in the VA system, it's a very slow-moving process. So it's getting better little by little, and we're continuing to advocate for that and meet with VA appraisers and, and talk to them about what we would like to see and the changes we'd like to see, and then they're bringing it back to the VA. So little by little, there are changes being made on the product. Um, A lot of new changes this year. I encourage every loan officer out there to find out what those changes are. Um, We can talk, you know, we can go through that another time too. Um, And uh, also just get involved and and advocate for, for veterans as a whole, as it pertains to the home loan, because nobody does. So all the laws, changes to um, uh, disclosures, things like that, that all comes from us advocating for them, so. Yes, absolutely. Um, So obviously you're you're really knowledgeable about VA, I can already tell. Uh, I love hearing stories. I'm a big story guy. So tell me a story, give me an example on any type of deal, whether it's fun, I don't care, that saved a deal with your knowledge being a mortgage experts in the VA side of things? Well, you know, retail lenders, they have a certain set of guidelines that are totally different than our, right. our guidelines. So I do get a lot of, I don't have a specific, you know, story no, about fine. it, but I do get a lot of, of business from retail lenders because they can't do certain things. They, you know, can't lend up to a hundred percent loan to value regardless of the, 
of the county loan limit in certain areas and things like that. Um, there, there have been some changes that not all loan officers know about. Um, you don't actually need a section one pest clearance all the time anymore. So there was a deal that I actually was given um, after they'd gotten pre-approved with another, another lender, retail lender. Um, and they were told that they absolutely needed a section one pest clearance. I knew we didn't. They were buying a super high-end home. It was a million five home. It didn't have any um, major pest damage due to infestation anyway. And so we were able to bypass that, that section one clearance. I was able to, to get the loan and the clients were super happy about it. It was self-employed also, by the way, which is very hard right now. Um, so, so I guess it's not that great of a story. It's not that fun. Um, they're really good friends of mine now, um, great people. Uh, but I was able to do the deal that they didn't think they were going to be able to get. And it was on a home they absolutely love. So um, that, you know, that was a great story. Um, yeah, there was you, just, another... you just told me, you just told me a story right there. I know you yeah. don't think you're telling stories, you're telling stories. And first, I just wasn't I that, <laughs> you know, I was looking for something amazing. If I had more time to think about it, I, I'd probably come up with, with a, with a better story, but um, we no, did I mean, another yeah. moment, um, where we did a split entitlement between um, uh, daughter and father, which is kind of unusual. Most lenders won't right. do it. Um, they'd been with another lender. She was trying to qualify on her own, didn't have enough income um, to qualify for what she wanted. Dad was moving in with her. He's a veteran too. I said, let's split entitlement. Let's do this together. You don't have to be married um, in that situation. So uh, we did that. It was really cool. Something that I actually had to challenge the underwriter on. Um, so that was fun. And, and the underwriter and I totally geek out on uh, on VA guidelines together. And we do a lot of VA loans together. We have a really good relationship. So um, so yeah, you know, and that's right. I'm going to start using that term geek out. You know what I mean? Like we're going to geek <laughs> yeah. out on stuff. We're going to geek out on mortgages. No, you actually told, uh, you, you told some great stories there. I always love, uh, telling stories or, or hearing about how people took deals away from retail. You know what I mean? And because of your expertise, you were able to help a family out. Those, yeah. those are my favorite stories right there. So yeah. great, great job on that. All right, let's hop into the next subject here because this is a big one for me. Um, we've been doing weekly sales meetings. We've been uh, trying to tell the community within reason to, to ramp up, build your team properly. Uh, 2020, I can only assume for you, uh, was arguably one of your best years. Um, I know for myself, it was my best year. Uh, so tell me, tell me about your team right now. What, what do you have going on with your team? Okay, so I have um, an assistant, basically. The Who's your daughter? My, my daughter, she's awesome. She's like the best assistant yep. I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that because she's my daughter. Um, she's truly like amazing. Um, she deals with all client conditions. So okay. essentially after I sell the loan, um, get the, you know, the client gets into contract <clears throat> or the refinance is set up, what, whatever that looks like, priced, ready to go. She works with the clients to gather all their documentation, works with my processor then to submit the loan and then goes back to the client with the conditions. I get involved if I have to, if there's heavy conditions or something confusing, um, but really I'm completely removed from the paperwork side of things as far as like, you know, getting a good picture of a pay stub and right. all, all of that fun stuff. So it really allows me to focus on uh, the pr producing side of things, which is my job. Um, I have a full-time, um, fully licensed loan officer assistant as well. 
that helps me really focus on um, refinancing our our clients, our past clients, our okay. um, clients that are referred to us that we've never done a loan with before, um, and manage our database. So he's just constantly going through our database, trying to add value, sending information to our clients, um, you know, calling them, updating their information, letting them know when it's when they're eligible to refinance or when they can benefit from a refinance. Um, and then I have a rock star processor that like literally saves he's everything in my business. He's, he's in-house or in-house or third in-house or third party. Uh, he's, the, he's a third party, but he actually only works with loan officers at my company. So he works with oh, nice. like four of our, yeah, four of our top producing loan officers. Um, and he's a killer. Like he does, he can do 60 or 70 loans in a month, which is just unheard of wow. for a processor. Um, so we talked a little bit yesterday about building a team and kind of stepping outside of some of the fears that you have about, you know, giving up control in your business and, and okay, hold on here. Every, I want, I want everyone oh. to listen here. We're talking about building <laughs> your team. Now, this is yeah. something we've been harping on people about. So yeah. tell me how you're building your team. Go. Okay. So, um, I, I'm not just a loan officer or a, you know, a professional. I'm a mother of three. Um, I've got a husband, I've got four dogs, which is a full-time <laughs> job by the way. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, really, really feel like balance in life is super important to have healthy relationships outside of work, you know? Um, so I think that for a very long time, I was stuck at producing five to seven a month, five to seven a month, and I couldn't get outside of that. And I had other factors that were contributing to that with the children and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, I also had control issues. And I had to take a really, really good look at my business and actually I got with a coach um, that focused less on business and more on fears. And we dug a little deeper into that, that type of stuff. Um, and really it came down to, I was scared to allow anyone else to communicate with my clients or have a piece of the business because I was scared that they weren't going to be able to take care of those clients like I could. And I see a lot of these one man shops and it's pretty amazing because they're actually doing big, big numbers. And they have to be working 10 to 12 hours a day or more. And I just feel like for me personally, it just was not a healthy situation. So I started building my team little by little. I had an assistant that I brought on before I brought my daughter on. Um, she unfortunately had to get out of the business due to some family issues or whatnot. So, um, or out of, out of the brokering world due to some family issues. So, so that's when my daughter approached me. She just graduated college and said, can I come on? So she came on and really my daughter is the one that said, Hey, um, let's take a look at some of the processes here. And if you'll allow me, let me restructure some stuff. And so she had some great ideas. We restructured the way that I was looking at what my assistant did and what her tasks were, his tasks were. Um, and we really defined each role within the group. And we've done such a great job this year of, you know, balancing our time, personal and professional. And it's given us the opportunity to just pump out those loans and be the best we could be um, every single day. So, so that's basically what, what is happening. We may end up bringing on another producing loan officer because we're at a, we're well over capacity. I'm working way more hours than I'd like to be. We all so, are right um, now, right? Yeah, that would be nice. But I, I don't want to get it to the point where I'm managing 
you know, loan officers. I mean, if I was going to do that, I'd just open my own, my own office. I, I've done that before. It's not, it's not something I enjoy. So if we can have a smaller group and a smaller team, you know, operating around a 300 unit a month, um, or excuse me, gosh, I wish 300 unit, three to 400 unit a year consistently, that would be amazing. That, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Good. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're, you're ramping up. You've already ramped up. And, uh, you know, I, just like we said before, 2021 is going to be great. So hearing everything that you just said there is uh, it's a lot of fears I personally had, you know, building my team and, and moving forward. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, in certain senses, a control freak. In other senses, I just don't care, you know. Yeah. But uh, so it sounds like to me, like, a big thing for you was trust. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's trust and giving up control. So how did you learn how to do that? What, give me something here, like giving up trust and control is a hard thing to do. Well, one, I think you just have to get over yourself. First of all, (laughs) plain and and simple, get over yourself. Yeah. Get over yourself. Like you're not, you're not the end all be all to mortgage, right? Even though you've worked super hard for those clients, there's other people that you could bring on your team that in time you can trust. So it's really just a matter of figuring out what that person looks like and and finding them. Um, Taking your time, maybe getting personal referrals from other people in the business, um, you know, worked well for me, obviously with my daughter. Um, And then also, um, I've, I've never really gone out and looked for anyone, they've come to me and it's always been like the perfect timing and the perfect person. Um, so that, that's what has worked for me, just finding the right person and then working with them until you feel comfortable enough to really integrate them into your business. Defining their role role is super, super important because if they're not really sure what they should be doing or they're kind of, you you know, you really have to define that role and, and let them have some say in it, in my opinion. Um, sometimes, you know, opinions outside of your own really spark growth. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You're, you're, uh, you're bringing back just something I just had with, uh, with one of my employees. It was, you know, everything was going fine, but I knew they could do better. So I had to basically define their role exactly. And then as you said, I didn't say it this way, but I, I guess looking back on it, it's true is get over myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, su- it's super important. I mean, we got to get out of our own way. There's good people in this world. We got to find the good people and let them do their job. Yeah, Absolutely. And you're never going to, you're only one person, so you can only do so much, right? And you don't want to kill yourself trying to do so much business because then you can't enjoy your life. And what's it all for then? So, um, you know, I just, it works really, really well for me. I'm super happy. I love to travel. I love, I've never been able to take a vacation, you know, before the last 24 months um, without my computer on the beach. That's just the way I took my vacations. And I don't want to do that anymore. So now I take my vacations and I can leave the production and the whole data, everything, um, our pipeline to my assistants for a week and go do what I want to do and come back and everything's running smoothly. And there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, you know, one thing I've spoke about as well is talking about mental health and getting away and, you know, a week away, four days away, whatever it is, just to get away is, is stuff we need at times, you know, because we are under a lot of stress uh, because we're helping out, you know, people in our community. So I think it's yeah. really important. 
Um, yeah. Tell me some, tell me, so you're, you're obviously really successful. Um, let's say I'm an up and coming broker. Uh, we're always up and coming in my eyes. Um, what are some stepping stones to look for in, in your path to success? Um, being intentional in what you want to do in your business. So I think it's super important to have goals and set a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're going to flounder. Um, a lot of what I see is that nobody is telling us what to do. Nobody is directing us in a certain direction. Nobody is making us get up for work every day instead of, I mean, I'm an hour from Tahoe. I want to go ski every single day. Um, (laughs) it's not, it's not real, real, realistic for me to be able to do that. So I think it's treating it like more than just a job. It's your career. Take the initiative to want to grow your business for yourself, set a plan, set your goals in place and go get them. Um, I think the other thing I've always kind of beat to the tune of my own drum, done my own thing. Um, I do not like following the crowd at all. So try to step outside of what everybody else is doing. Think outside of the box, get creative. And my thing is, is don't do anything you don't enjoy. If you don't enjoy going to mixers, don't go to mixers. If you don't enjoy, you know, certain aspects of, getting business, then don't do it that way. Do it a different way because you're going to grow in the spaces that you're really good in or that you excel in. So really focus on that, that it goes back to the VA, the VA home loans or going after public service or whatever type of business, go after the business that you enjoy, the people you enjoy being around or the community you want to serve, find your, you know, your space there. Yeah. I like that. Be, be intentional. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hitting the nail on the head. Um, I, I agree with you 100% wholeheartedly with, you know, if you don't like doing certain things, don't do them, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, you know, and you know, this it's, we also have to get better at things we need to get better at, you know? So oh, absolutely. And that's what I think this, yeah. And I think that's what this community provides and you're helping us out is, you know, being able to talk to certain people, getting outside your box a little bit to become better. Yeah. Yeah. And just figure out that what that looks like for you. It's not going to be the same as your buddy or, you know, your broker or another loan officer in your office. Um, And also just immerse yourself in your broker community. Like I am actually in a women's group and we're all, most of us are lenders. We're all in the real estate community in some way. Um, I would say 90% of us are lenders. And instead of looking at one another, like we are, you know, competing against one another, we share constantly. And I've learned so much from those ladies. Um, so just really, whether it be AIM or, you know, another association, um, really immerse yourself in a community with professionals that are like-minded and that's going to lift you. Um, I mean, I constantly talk to producers and I think we have over a hundred loan officers at Answer Home Loans right now. And I don't know every single one of them. I know, you know, a lot of them. I think I was number three in this company um, as far as like, you know, there was only three of us when I came on um, or three producing loan officers. Um, And so, you know, really sharing and communicating with those individuals and, and, and finding out what they've done to become successful really helps instead of looking at them like your competitors. So you are doing something right now. Um, I, you know, I've, I've spoke at tons of engagements and talked about aim and whatnot. And my favorite thing is what you're hitting the nail on nail on the head right now, which is the community surrounding yourself with a community that's going to help you get better. You know, it's, uh, I always tell the story if this was five years ago and you were a broker down the street from me, I hated you. 
I have no idea why, but I hated you, you know, but it's just like, there's so much business out there. We're only about 20% of the market right now. You know, Mm -hmm. let's help each other out. And once we get to that 80, 90%, we'll have a different conversation. So I I love that. I love it. I love everything that you're saying right now. Yeah. Yeah. Coming, coming from a space of abundance is so important because once you let go of that um, idea that you need to have all the business or everybody is your competitor, it, it changes, it changes the way you look at your business. Awesome. Absolutely love it. All right. So we're, we're winding down here. Um, obviously, I appreciate your time. I know we're all busy, so I'm going to be respectful of your time here. Um, I got to come up with a tagline for this or something. But, you know, if you, I want you to give advice here. If you're, whether it's to an up and coming loan officer, a veteran, someone in our community, maybe it's just our community. What advice would you give to our community right now? Like just general advice? Yeah. Um, something we're integrity. lacking. Yeah, no, no have integrity and in, have integrity in every single thing you do. Um, you know, what, even if someone's not watching you, you need to be making the right decisions. So just, I, unfortunately, I feel in the lending industry, you know, in certain facets, and I think this is every single, you know, job out there there there's some integrity lacking. Um, and I think mm-hmm. just taking personal responsibility for every single loan that comes across your desk and delivering the best possible service that you can um, is so super important for your future now and building your business into the future. Um, and then just be humble. I think, um, you know, it's super easy to get frustrated with people and, oh gosh, you know, these people can't get their documents to me or whatever it is, you know, we get so busy and we get super frustrated, like with the smallest stuff, because we are so busy and we're trying to do so many loans and serve so many families. Um, just take a step back for a minute. Sometimes I do, I need to do this myself and put yourself in their shoes and empathize with that person's situation. And it'll bring you back down and you'll be like, gosh, I'm a jerk. Like I need to just (laughs) chill for a minute, understand where they're coming from, put myself in their position. It's super emotional um, I, I, I was thinking about selling my house and buying a new one. And I was like stressing over it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just talking just like my clients and I'm, you know, I laugh at them. So it is a stressful situation. It is, um, a stressful time in people's lives. So I think just empathizing with people, being humble and being, you know, um, having some integrity and having a lot of integrity in what you do every single day in this business. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there's a, there's a ton of horror stories out there, unfortunately, and it may not be yeah. from the broker side. Could be from retail, so it could be from both for our yeah. for all I care. But you've you've spoke to we've all spoke to consumers where they said, hey, they got to the closing table and it changed by thousands of dollars, you know. And it's just having that integrity and having that upfront honesty with people about the situation that they're in. It's you didn't create the situation, yeah. you know. So you your job is to be the expert and and guide them along. Yeah, I think I think people are pretty um, because of the changes in our disclosures and our laws they're pretty safe from, from the deal completely flipping like it used to. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think that there's a, it's very easy to become a loan officer and it's very easy to say yes to everybody. Right. And so if you say yes to someone and you've missed pieces that you were supposed to, you know, un, pre underwrite before it got to you and then you, they get into underwriting and it all blows up. That's really a family that got super excited about a house a realtor that took a bunch of time to find them a home, sellers on the other side. You just really have to be 
intentional slowdown and make sure you know what you're doing and you're doing right by your clients and the professionals around you. Um, you're not going to be able to build your business if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to remember at all times, these are human beings, you know, with the same fears, struggles that we have, you know, they're just not a file. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, Amanda, listen, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know we're all extremely busy right now. And just, just the fact that you've taken the time out to, to discuss your business, how you do your business, trials, tribulations, history, everything. I, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I'm glad. So listen, everyone, um, and listen, brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com. Um, go to our podcast, or it's uh, also known as Broker to Broker, as everyone knows here. Um, but you can also listen to all of the Broker to Broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And I'm sure there's probably five more that I don't know about. Uh, my age is catching up on me right now. I don't know every podcast provider. <laughs> but please rate our, when you do listen, please download them and, and while you're there please rate our podcast and leave a review it helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word so and the word that we're trying to spread is brokers are better so amanda once again thank you so much for your time and uh, my name is mark summers i'm the president of aim and we'll see you on our next podcast join our brokers are better facebook group be a part of the brokers are better movement by joining the exclusive group for AIM members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices network and help our community grow Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group and click to join.